prison bag. Daddy! Episode 6. <laughs> Hello. Hello, darling. Prison works. If you break yeah. the rules. Yeah, I woke up, uh, well, not early, but, well, early for me, 7.19. I went in and the bedroom was immaculate and she was just putting the finishing touches to the bedroom. Yeah, it was beautiful and she was all dressed and ready to have her hair done. Because yesterday I barely had time to do your card because I was so busy, so I, I barely had time to do my room. But I did, I, I did tidy my room, I just... Because usually I just dump my clothes on the floor, so I thought since I've woken up uh, occasionally early, <laughs> occasionally early, and and you've got a beautiful card coming, and it's in an envelope, already addressed, ready to go. So I'll take it when I walk, Ruby. There are three ways you can communicate in prison: visits, letters, phone. You get between two and four two-hour visits a month in most prisons, which isn't much. Letters are great, but the phone is the real lifeline. The prison phone is crazy expensive. It's charged at three times the national rate, and who knows how much more than a mobile contract. It's also located in the middle of a corridor cuts you off after exactly 10 minutes and 2 seconds and everything you say is being recorded and listened to so it's not exactly intimate I'd never been on a, a visit or anything like that This before. is Jade Because I remember seeing you outside the gates yeah, It was quite a nice day Her partner is now out and together they run a really successful it's business so really daunting for me. Like, It I turns out that it is possible to sustain a relationship or even start one with someone inside. Do you remember what you were wearing? I was wearing um, a navy jumper with, like, white bits on the sleeves, um, skinny, like, jeans and knee-high navy boots. <laughs> I remember the boots. Yeah. Because the boots were just... They were, they were really sexy. And I was yeah. like, she knows how to do this. Yeah. It's her first time in here, and yeah. she's got it nailed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Obviously, when I first come on the visit, there's, like, about 50 men sitting with all the same shirts on. I just was trying to pick him out of the crowd. The whole system of what I'm meant to be doing as well, like, do I just walk in or do I have to speak to the officers first? Where do I go? And then I remember he's like, oh, my God, all my friends are looking at me now because they know that you're here. And then I turned around and everyone's eyes were like, watch it. <laughs> yeah. Hi. But I also remember he couldn't stand up at the end. So yeah, yeah, no, he couldn't. He couldn't stand up, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so explain a little bit about how you met and how your relationship started. Um, so we knew each other of each other before he went to prison. Um, when I met him, I'd just come out of a, a bad relationship. Um, we didn't speak for, like, the first, I'd say the first two years, maybe, of his sentence. And then he got a phone. Um, he had Instagram. And then after that, I went out for my friend's birthday. I put up a picture. And then he sent me a dot, just like a full stop. And then I was like, hmm, this is a bit strange. Why did he just send me a dot? And then uh, I messaged him back and I said, oh, I don't think he was meant to send me that. And he was like, no, I did. I just didn't know what to say to you. I knew if you replied, you was interested. If you didn't reply, then... He wasn't. And then literally from that day, we spoke every day from and that day. How much more time did he have still to serve when you first started um, speaking? About two years. 
it wasn't anything serious in the beginning. We, I think we was both just looking for a company, um, but obviously it developed into something. And have your family been supportive? Yeah. yeah. I In the beginning, I was very scared to tell my mum. I, I tell my mum everything, we're very close. Um, and I remember we was actually in McDonald's, so I was sitting, I was so scared, like my mouth was dry, and I was like, Mum, I've got something to tell you. She was like... What? She was, I was like, oh, I'm speaking to someone. She was like, oh, that's amazing. I went, he's in prison. And she was like, oh, okay, that's different. I was like, she went, what's he in for? And I was like, um, explained what he'd done. And then she was like, okay, well, at least he's not a murderer. I was like, oh. and then, um, yeah, she was fine. I think where she'd seen me so sad for such a long time, she knew that I, something was happening because I was so happy. So she was like, as long as you're happy, I don't care if he's in prison, if he's out of prison, if he's blue, black, white, pink, yellow. She said he, he could be anything, it could be girl. She said, it wouldn't bother me. She said as long as that person's sort of making you happy. Mum's yeah. like that we need. Yeah. People like that we need My dad, where I'm the only girl, my dad still doesn't know that he's been in prison. So uh-huh. we're, he's he never really asked. I think he has an inkling, but I never, yeah, I never told my dad. Does, rest, does his dad like him? My dad loves him, yeah. I don't think you could meet him and not like him. Yeah, I, I write him letters, but sometimes if I have, like, a really late bed or if I come home from school really late, I don't write him a letter and then we can't really communicate. And there's phone calls, but if you miss them, and then you can't call back, he can only call you. So it's really upsetting when you miss the call. They confiscate something like 200,000 illegal mobile phones in prison every year because staying in touch with the people you love often outweighs all the risks. What's the point in getting out if you've lost your family and you've got no one to come out to? I think his cellmate also had a phone. or I don't know if he had a phone or he used someone's phone. Um, but they would have to take it in turns to leave the cell... So for an hour, one would leave, then they would come back, and then for an hour, and an hour he would be on the phone, just so you could. Otherwise, they're going to hear everything that you're saying. They're going to see everything you're doing. And I know because because your boyfriend's cellmate used to play backgammon with my husband. Oh, okay. When... So he would go to your husband when we was on the phone. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's what they had, to, and he had to do that until he got his a single cell. Yeah. And then he would, we'd be all right for the whole night because he could do his own thing. Because when he actually got his single cell is when he got his head down a lot. So when he did have the phone, he was doing uni as well. Um, so a lot of his studying he would do through the phone. That's more 2020 learning. He, he would use, use it and people would tell, do you want to come play FIFA or whatever, play on the PlayStation? And like, nope, I've got to do business plan. He got his head down and he has a lot of willpower. So he did all his business plan? All his he marketing. actually drew his business logo in his cell and got all all the the website, I think. Um, he had someone make the website for him. He didn't make that from his phone, but all the initial starting plans for his business come from him doing those few hours every night. Thank you for my amazing Valentine's card. I loved the picture on the front and the word search was brilliant. Some of the words were really trying, but I got them all in the end. So I thought I would do one for you. 
This one is some of your favourite snacks. There are 26 of them hidden below. If you need any help, they are all listed on the outside of this page at the bottom. Good luck. I hope you enjoy it. I can't wait to see you on Friday again. You are the best and the greatest. Love, Daddy. We did FaceTime as well. So to see, like, his cell and things like that is, is nice for me because I can see where he is, I can see that he has friends, I can see what he was doing. Like, it didn't happen as often as a phone call because obviously it's a lot more risk to doing that, but, yeah, we did get to FaceTime as well. For even, not even for just a relationship with a girlfriend, but for your family as well, to keep in touch with them, to, to do that through just strictly the prison phone is very hard. It is very hard, and I think that if they don't have phones in there, then when they come home, they find it very hard to get used to technology, how to communicate back in a normal world, and how we're living now in the, in the world. Maybe 20, 30 years ago, that was a way to do things, just to have be on a prison phone, and that's it. But I think nowadays, I do think that it's, it's silly. It is silly. Obviously, it's not meant to be in there, but he didn't use it for a bad purpose. He used it to better himself and to give him a better start for coming home. What are your conversations like on a on a mobile in prison? Because I've only spoken to my husband on the prison phone. It's all yeah. overheard. So he used to have to... Um, I remember... So he did have to talk more quiet, um, and he had to set up mirrors... He'd put the um, it on a window, so if he could, if he looked in the mirror, he could see someone walking towards him. He would have to be very, very careful. Phone could go down at any point, and then obviously I'm sitting there worried, thinking, "Oh my God, has he been caught? Has what's happened?" So you just sit, sort of waiting, thinking, "Oh my God." Um, some nights I would wait a few hours for him to even ring back, but it's something that you just have to get used to and try not to panic. And then sometimes. He would just ring me off the prison phone after and be like, I'm okay. And then you sort of, you have to get to know, like, can you say this? Can you say that? And then sometimes he would, like, take the mic on the prison phone and start trying to say, like, just naughty things that he shouldn't, maybe, like, sexual innuendos or something like that. And I'd be like, right, they're listening to us, you know, and then he'd... It's not very sexy on the prison phone. No, it's not. Is it? And it's hard because even, not even the sexual side of things, but even, like, having a conversation on the prison phone and you think, you might not even be saying nothing wrong, but you in your head you're thinking, oh, my God, should I say that? Can I not say that? What am I allowed to say? Even it could be anything or what you've done with your day, but then you think, oh, my God, what am I saying? You overthink everything. And then the whole phone conversation's ruined anyway. Yeah because you feel like you're constantly being watched and you're constantly being listened to. So he did get caught with a phone in the beginning and he did get punished for it. I think he got extra days added. Um, and I think he got solitary. Solitary, yeah. Um, so he got t- everything taken off so of him. So he knew all the risks of the phone. He yeah. knew that what well, you know, we get extra time, which mm-hmm. nobody wants. He knew he'd get put in solitary, which is basically torture. Mm-hmm. But he also knew that without it, he didn't have anything. Yeah. I'm proud of him for what he achieved while he was in there, but it wouldn't be possible without the phone. It wouldn't. And he wouldn't have you? No, he wouldn't. Yeah, we've been sort of inseparable since. A lot of people, when after they leave, especially if they start a relationship from prison, once they're home, a lot of people, within a year, their relationship's 
crumbled, but we've actually, we're, we're doing good. We don't dare to take the risks that Jade and her boyfriend have run, and Rob has never had a phone, so that puts a lot of pressure on our visits. The weekly visits are pretty miserable, so we pin our hopes on getting a family visit. They're five hours long for a start, and you're allowed to walk around the hall together. Normally, he has to sit down the whole time. On a family visit, there are things to play with. Board games and table football and ping pong. You even get to eat lunch together. It sounds like a dream visit to us. It takes us a year and a half to get our first one. It gets delayed by the child abuse allegation or by the hooch fiasco. We're never really sure why. But by the time we finally get one, there is so much expectation on it that, well, you can imagine. It just about works for Tala. She gets to mess about with her dad like she used to, but for Oka it's a disaster. This is no place for a young woman who's trying to maintain an already fractured relationship. Board games and jigsaw puzzles just don't cut it. I sit as close as possible to him and hold him tightly, but I can't get what I need either. Of course I can't. In the end, Oka has a massive, tearful meltdown, and we're all left shaken and bruised. And I told you to be patient. How was prison? Are you missing us? Mummy's going to the doctors because she's still feeling really dizzy. Go at nine, Mummy. Go at nine. Yeah, I will. Fine, it's fine, don't worry, darling. It's all good. It's all fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. What's in store today? Oh god. Why do they have to shout so much? I just don't get it. Who will I love you? Thank you so much. Lunchbox, coat. And who will fall far, far behind?